Amen. We are here in the building. New Covenant Worship Center, come on, let's give God some praise. We are here, glorify Him in your home. Magnify Him, begin to lift up the name of Jesus. We made it. This is our day. This is the season that we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to New Covenant Worship Center, and we are excited for what God is doing in this season, in the midst of this particular transition that we're in, that God has placed upon us, that we're learning, we're growing, we're maturing, and God is building us up, and he is strengthening us and encouraging our faith in this season. So we come to lift up the name of Jesus today. We come to magnify him. We come to exalt him as King of kings and Lord of lords. So we're just going to worship God. We're going to praise God. I want you guys to interact in your homes. I want you to set the atmosphere. I want you to begin to lift up his name as we begin to offer prayer unto Jesus. As we lift up his holy name on today, we come to magnify him. So come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, glory to his name. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you this morning, God, to tell you thank you on today, God. Lord, we come to magnify you. We come to bless you. We come to exalt you as King of kings and Lord of lords, God. Lord, we come, Lord, in this season, Lord, of celebrating, God, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God. We thank you for this resurrection Sunday today, God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity, God, that we can come into your presence, God, that we can lift up your name. We can exalt you as King of kings and Lord of lords, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, God. Lord, we thank you for keeping us on today, God, that we were able to see one another another day on today, God. And Lord, we're asking you, Lord, that you will come into our homes on today, God. Come into this building on today, Father, God. We release your Holy Spirit, God. We release your power. We release your presence on today, God. That, Lord, you will have your way freely in the midst of this service on today, God. That, Lord, your power is moving. Your healing anointing is flowing, God. Your power is beginning to strengthen on today, God. And, Lord, we release your authority, God, to begin to take control, God, of our lives, of our minds, of our hearts, of our spirits on today, God, as we are yielded vessels, God, ready to be used by you on today, God. And, Lord, we thank you on today, God. We welcome you on today, Father God. We adore you today, Father God. We magnify you on today, God, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. And, Lord, we come before you today, God. We come to bless you on today, God. We come to exalt you on today, God. We come to lift up your holy name on today, God. That's Lord, we come before you asking you, God. In the midst of this COVID-19 situation, Lord, we're asking you to bring forth supernatural healing, God, that, Lord, you're removing, you're demolishing, you're eradicating, God, you're destroying, God, every cell of this virus and in the lives, in the, uh, in the lives of any person, God, that's been affected by this virus on today, God, that, Lord, you're supernaturally bringing forth healing to their lungs, God, to their body on today, God, that you're opening up their lungs and their breathing passages on today, Father God, that you're removing Removing all fevers, God. You're removing chills and coughs on today, God. Sore throats on today, God. That you're supernaturally bringing forth your healing, God. For you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed on today, God. And Lord, we lift up the families, God, of those who have lost loved ones to this particular virus on today, God. We ask you to bring, bring forth encouragement, God. Bring forth hope, God. Bring forth strength, God, to those who have been left behind, God. Those who have been left without a father. Those who have been left without a mother, without a sister 
without a brother, without a grandmother, a grandfather, an aunt, a niece, a cousin, God. We actually extend your grace, God. Extend your compassion, God, to begin to strengthen those families, God, that they will begin to live beyond this particular tragedy on today, God. Begin to remove the depression, God. Remove the anxiety. Remove the stress, God. Remove, God, the spirit of heaviness, Lord, that's been released in the atmosphere on today, God. As we decree and declare on today, God, that we're going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness on today, God. And we break the mindset and the spirit of fear, God, that's been released in the atmosphere, God. We decree that we have the victory today, God. We decree that we're victorious on today, God. We decree that we are blessed on today, God. We decree that we are the head and not the tail, God. That we are victorious in every situation, God. And that, Lord, you're keeping us, God. You're watching over us, God. You're strengthening us on today, God. As you prepare our way, God, that we're going to have great success on today, God. That we're going to achieve, God, the goals, the plans, the purposes, the dreams, God, that you placed on the inside of us on today, God. This is not a death sentence, God. This is not the end of our living, God. But Lord, we decree and declare we're going to live beyond this tragedy on today, God. That we're going to declare the works of the Lord on today, God. I decree that we're being stirred up in our spirit, God. We're being stirred up in our homes on today, God. That Lord, we will have the courage, God. The confidence, God. The boldness, God. To trust in you on today, God. That you would never leave us nor forsake us, God. That you're going to make our way easy on today, God. You're going to give us good success on today, Father God. That you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, God. That we release supernatural miracles, God, to manifest in your home, God. I decree unexpected income. I decree resources, money, finances, God, are coming your way. That you will not suffer lack in this season, God. You will not go broke in this season, God. I decree an overflow right now in the name of Jesus, God. That, Lord, you're going to begin to bring forth, God, those that have much on today, God. They will begin to release it into those that may have little on today, God. And that we shall all come together on today, God, to be able to, God, make it through this time, God. And, Lord, we thank you today, God. We adore you today, God. We worship you, Father God. For your name is greatly to be praised, God. There is no other name under heaven which men shall be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. And, God, we exalt you like never before, God. We need your presence, God. We need a touch from you today, God. We need your anointing, God. We need your power, God. Release it right now in the name of Jesus, God. Whatever our situation, God, begin to minister to it right in our homes, God. Right in our living room, right in our bedroom. I release the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to manifest right where you at. As we begin to come and worship with the sound, as we begin to lift up his name in praise and worship, we come to exalt him today, God. We come to lift you up today, God. For Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be magnified. We adore you today, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. Yes, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We adore you. Come on, let's lift him up as the sound comes.
is Resurrection Sunday, oh God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you got up so that we may get up, oh God. And the Bible says that you got up with all power in your hand, Jesus. And so we worship you, God, with everything that's within us, oh God. We bow down and we worship you, oh God. We exalt you, Father, in our homes, oh God. We exalt you right now, God. We lift you up, oh God. We thank you that you are the resurrected King, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Father, we thank you for the victory on today, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you got up with victory, Jesus. And we honor you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We bless you. We adore you, Jesus.
why we worship We'll never know That's why we worship. That's why we worship. Hey. Hallelujah. Spirit, I will rise from the ashes of the King. The resurrected King is resurrected me by your Spirit.
live this morning. We appreciate you all. Continue to share this. Continue to share this. We want the name of Jesus to be magnified and lifted up like never before in this hour. The body of Christ has truly gone globally as this particular pandemic has opened up the door for an opportunity for God's name to be lifted up throughout the earth. And so we're grateful and we're honored for this platform. We thank God once again for Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook family, those who are in the particular IT, those software engineers, those who have made it possible that we can yet have an outlet in the midst of this transition. I thank God for every ministry, every church, every pastor, every Every apostle, every bishop, every leader that is going forth this morning on this Resurrection Sunday, I speak life to you. I speak encouragement to you. I speak hope and faith to you. To those who are parts of congregation, every member, every visitor, every person that is a part of the body of Christ, we send our love, we send our blessings, and we say thank you for your faithfulness, for your commitment during this time, and we appreciate you with the love of Jesus. Amen? Well... It is the second Sunday in the month of April. God has blessed us to see this fourth month of the year of 2020. And this year has truly given us something new, something we've never seen before, some things that have happened that we never would have imagined could have happened. But God is yet still in control. God is yet still sitting on the throne. The, the Son of Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, is yet at his right hand. And he has all power and authority in his hand. And so we trust in him in this hour. We depend on him in this hour. As he is our King, he is our Lord, he is our Alpha and Omega. So this morning, real quick, I first want to say thank you all for tuning in once again. Thank you all for following us. Thank you for staying connected to us, and we just appreciate you guys being a part of the ministry and fellowshipping with us. I want to give you some updates every week. Get the World O Meter updates because I want to glorify the victories and magnify those who have recovered. So far, this is across the entire world. The amount of people who are infected with the virus are 1,804,668. The number of deaths is 110,871. The number of people who have recovered from the coronavirus, from COVID-19, is 412,426. So we give God glory and praise for that. We thank God that there are people that are still yet beating this particular virus. There are more that have beat this than than, than have died. Those were global numbers across the entire world. So we thank God for God and his healing power. We're seeing supernatural things happen, things that are unexplainable that the medical doctors can't explain, that science can't explain, only through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that healing is manifesting at the rapid rate that it is. So we're going to continue to pray as a body of Christ. We're going to continue to believe God in his word that by his stripes we are healed. We believe and depend on him. He is going to bring us through this. Another point that I want to point out, I mentioned this on Thursday night, but also on the world meter I want you to know that there is more living that is going on than dying. I know what the media tells you. I know the numbers have gone up concerning this coronavirus, concerning COVID-19, but across the world, the births for this year have been 39,294,786. Now that was just a, a couple of minutes ago when I pulled this up. This is constantly changing. If you go to world meter the numbers are changing. The amount of births today have been 163,439. The amount of deaths is less than the amount of births for this year. The amount of deaths in this year have been 16,496,893. 
the amount of deaths for this day is still yet less than the amount of births on this day. So far today, 68,616 deaths have been recorded. This is across the globe, across the world. Remember, there are over 7.7 billion people on earth. I'm encouraging you this morning. There is more to live for than what the enemy is trying to tell you about dying. What he's trying to get you to think that there is more death than there is life. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Keep living. Keep believing. Keep trusting. And God is going to see us through this. Amen. Amen. We give God glory. At this time, we're going to take up our offering. Amen. We're going to give. We're going to sow some seed. We're going to bless. And we thank God for every person that has been giving. Every person that has been sowing their tithes and their offering, their seeds of love. We appreciate every gift that God has truly been meeting our needs. We have actually been meeting our normal standard amounts of offerings, even without being in the church building. I'm telling you, God is doing some great things through New Covenant Worship Center. I appreciate every person that is sowing, that is giving. So at this time, you can go to the website, www.newcub.ncwc.com, and you can click the Give Tab and Give, give Tab and you can give online or if you have the easy time app you can go to easy time and you can give your offering you can give there or you can text to give those numbers will be coming up on your screen momentarily but we're going to take a moment just to give on today amen we thank god for the power of the seed I dare you to get some seed in the ground in this season. God is releasing harvest. He's releasing abundant overflow. He's releasing prosperity. I'm decreeing unexpected income to come into your life that you're going to receive an abundance of harvest. I'm just sowing my seed on easy time. And also still sold toward our UHF fund, amen, as we're believing God to upgrade our HVAC system. We're believing God for the overflow. God is still yet meeting the need, and we're going to see the power of God move and the increase of God in the midst of all of this that's going on, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the seed that was sown. We thank you for every person that has given, every person that has prepared to give from their heart on today, God. We pray that, Lord, you will release a supernatural harvest of healing, of deliverance, of prosperity, of peace upon the lives of those who are able to give on today, even upon those who were not, made, be, be, who were not able to give, God. That you would just release your blessings, release your love, release your peace, release your comfort upon the hearts and minds of your people. And God, we thank you and we praise you that the seed will continue to be used for the building of your ministry and to keep this place moving forward. We thank you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, I'm excited about the word today. We are in faith over fear. You see my t-shirt, faith over fear. Amen. This is what we're standing on. This is what we're believing God for. Faith over fear. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 4. I'm in the Amplified Version. Acts chapter 4, the Amplified Version. Listen, um, last week we started this series and we began to teach and to begin to talk about uh, David and his overcoming Goliath. And we talked about faith over fear and how David began to operate in faith in the midst of everyone having this fearful mindset 
based on what this giant was throwing at them. He was throwing threats at them. He was larger than them. He had more skill at fighting than them. But David had the courage, the boldness, and the faith to trust God and to begin to come up against that particular enemy. He said, who is this that comes to defy the armies of the living God? And so David spoke with boldness. He spoke with confidence. And we saw faith overcome fear because God had equipped David with five smooth stones in his slingshot. And God took allow one stone to take out that particular giant. And so here today, we're going to be in Acts chapter 4, a very familiar passage of scripture. And today we're just going to see faith in the, in the position of courage, in the position of confidence, that even in the midst of when you're dealt something, when something comes your way, that you have to still yet remain focused on the sign that God has given you. I know that many of us are in a position where our minds are playing tricks on us. If anybody is from a little bit, maybe uh, 35 and older, if anybody know the ghetto boys, my mind's playing tricks on me. Uh -huh. um, and in that particular song, begin to talk about how your mind will play tricks on you. And if you remember the video, all the different illusions and the different delusions that Scarface and, and uh, they would begin to deal with and go with Bushwick Bill. I need somebody that really knows some, some, uh -huh. real, some real rap music. Amen. Bushwick Bill and Scarface. Amen. So you got to know that the enemy will try to play tricks on your mind, but you have to be able to keep your mind in a position to stay stayed on Jesus. Yes. Because this is where the battleground is. Because you cannot move freely as you would desire, as you would like, that is where this particular enemy is coming to trying to infiltrate our thought pattern. He's trying to bring us all types of ideas and suggestions because we're doing what? We have more idle time than we normally would have because when there is idle time, there is ample opportunity for the enemy to come in and to begin to speak things into your thought life, into your mind. And what do we have to do? We have to cast down every evil imagination, every thought, every idea that begins to begin to come up against the things and the knowledge of God. And bring those thoughts into the obedience and to the captivity of Jesus Christ. That is our weapon of warfare. So we have to understand that and we have to be committed to what God has called us to do. I know that there is death and destruction around you. I know that there are things that you are concerned about. There are things that are on your heart. There are things where people are dealing with in their family. But I want to encourage you to let you know that God is well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that working in you. I'm here to let you know you have some power. I need you to tell somebody I have power and you need to believe in the power that God has given you. He's given you the power of the Holy Spirit. He's given you the power of grace and mercy. He's given you the power of wisdom. And all we have to do is to tap into the things that God has already placed on the inside of us. This is not a time for us to begin to now ball up and begin to become fearful and to begin to go and hide. This is a time to lift up the name of God like never before. This is a time to lift up the name of Jesus like never before. In this hour, can you believe and can you see and imagine how the name of God and how outlets of media news outlets, they're showing churches, they're showing particular uh, services of where God is being lifted up, God is being magnified, where there are pastors that are being invited to news stations to talk about how they're dealing with this particular pandemic, how they're staying connected to their parishioners, how they're staying connected to their congregations. This is an opportunity for Jesus' name to be glorified. So in the midst of it all, even though it looks dark, even though it looks like it's hopeless, God has given us faith that is unseen, those things that I hope for, that we can see his name lifted up and glorified. Amen? My God, my God. 
I'm excited about Jesus on this Resurrection Sunday. So yes. let's get this word. We're talking about faith over fear, part two. Acts chapter four, amplified version. Let's start reading at verse one. It says, hold on, before I start reading, let me give you the backdrop. This is why I got to give you the backdrop. Uh, Peter and John and the disciples had came across this man who was lame in chapter three. And he was begging at the, uh, at the temple gates. And he had been asking for alms and asking for money. And he came across Peter and he asked Peter for money. Peter said, I don't have any money. He said, but that thing that I do have, I'll give it unto you. And he began to ask the man, he said, do you desire to walk again? Do you desire to be made whole? Do you desire to be made healed? And Peter grabbed the man, helped him up, and the man began to walk. He began to take up his bed and walk. There was a miracle that had transpired. There was a healing that had manifested. And because he had been healed, now people were being stirred up. Now the religious people were beginning to question who is these men? Who are these men that have come in and they're bringing forth healing, bringing forth power, and they're proclaiming the name of Jesus? Notice that so many times previous that they didn't even want you to bring God up on the media. They didn't even want you to bring his name up. But now I watched a particular, uh, it was a press conference with President Trump, and he had a bishop from Maryland, and they offered prayer, and he ended his prayer in Jesus Christ's name. So his name is being magnified. His name is being glorified. He's been put to the forefront. Why? Because we don't have any other solution. We don't have any other thing that we can lean upon because everything that we have been trusted in in the natural has collapsed. And so the only thing that we can stand on is our faith. And so here we pick it up where Peter and John have been arrested because they have done a good deed. Because they have done something to glorify God and bring forth life to someone's life and to heal their body. So here in Acts chapter 4 verse 1. And while Peter and John were talking to the people, the priest and the captain who was in charge of the temple area and the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them, being extremely disturbed and thoroughly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in the case of Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Notice this. It says they became annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming the case of Jesus the resurrection of the dead. People do not want, the enemy does not want us to begin to glorify the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The enemy wants us to continue to serve things that are not living. He wants us to continue to serve things that do not produce life. He wants to continue to serve dead gods, those idol gods, those things that will not produce in our life, those things that do not give us relationship, those things that we can't communicate with. He wants us to stay connected to dead idol worship. But God is a glorified, resurrected Savior, and here it is, Peter and John were glorifying him were magnifying him and now the Sadducees and all the religious people came out and they became disturbed and annoyed why? because they were talking about Jesus I want you to start talking about Jesus in your house more than you start arguing about what's going on with the Xbox game more than you start arguing about the Netflix series and why you can't watch the big screen and why you gotta go down in the basement and watch the smaller television and why you can't go do this you need to begin to start lifting up the name of Jesus in your home begin to shut down some of the little arguments that you start having because you can't have it your way. Baby, this ain't a Burger King season. You got to compromise and you got to begin to adjust to the things that are happening right now. So I'm encouraging you, lift up the name of Jesus and begin to see those particular things dissipate. So in verse 3, he says, so they arrested them and put them in jail until the next day because it was evening. Now here it is. I've done a good deed. I've helped somebody come out of their situation, but I find myself in prison 
because of some people who didn't agree with how it was transpired and how it manifested. They didn't understand because I was using the name of Jesus and through his authority, his power, that this man was healed. So now I find myself in jail. Now you find yourself in a sheltering state. What are you going to do with that situation? Are you going to sit there and complain about it? Are you going to sit there and still be murmuring? Are you going to sit there and still be in a position where you're not believing God? You're not trusting God? You're not in a place where you have, you're losing hope? You're losing faith? You're saying, I can't make it out of this this is too much I'm losing my mind no you're not gonna lose your mind I've come up against nervous breakdowns I've come up against mental illness right now I decree that you will go outside take a walk get some fresh air don't be afraid to take a walk don't be afraid to go ride your bike the people in our neighborhood they're out walking they have their children and strollers and they're walking they're beginning to enjoy even in the midst of this particular epidemic why because there is opportunity for you to grow in the midst of the drought. I don't care how much sand is around you. There is fertilization if you will begin to change your perception and your attitude. The sunlight will change your mood. Vitamin D from the natural rays of the sun will change your attitude. Begin to put a smile on your face. Begin to allow joy in your heart. Begin to allow the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow to come upon your life. I know you're sitting at me and saying but pastor this is too hard. But this is not right. You don't know what I'm dealing with in my house. I heard it all. I've seen it all. I know what you're dealing with. I know the circumstances, but God is greater than the circumstance. God is bigger than the situation. Begin to magnify him because why? Even in the midst of them being locked up in jail, they still were committed to their assignment and they allowed faith to overcome their fear. Let's keep reading. Oh, I'm excited already. Let me slow down so I can speed up. Listen. But many of those who heard the message of salvation believed in Jesus and accepted him and accepted accepted him as the Christ and the number of men came to about 5,000 so because one person got healed 5,000 got saved <laughs> because one person experienced the power of Jesus so what are you saying some of us are experiencing God's goodness right now some of us have just closed on houses. Some of us have just bought new cars. Some of us have just got a raise on our job. Some of us have just got a promotion. In the midst of this, you don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. There are some people that God is positioning to bless your life. And God is just trying to get you in position so that you can receive the blessing. So that you can get in line to get into the position where God wants to have you. Because God has overflow for you. On verse 5. On the next day, the magistrates and the elders and scribes, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, were gathered together in Jerusalem, and Annas, and the high priest was there, and Caiaphas and John, and Alexander, and all others who were of high priestly descent, all the dignitaries, all the people of the council, all the people in authority. He said in verse 7, when they had put the men in front of them, they repeatedly asked, but what sort of power, or in what name, that is, by what kind of authority, did you do this healing? So they're questioning him. They're on trial. <laughs> they're being interrogated. They want to know, how are you keeping your joy in the midst of this? How are you building and holding on to your faith? How are you maintaining doing this? I, you're locked up in jail and now you're being interrogated. Now you're on the stand. And so he goes on in verse 8. He says, then Peter filled with what? The power of the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers and elders of the people, members of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, if we are being put on trial today to interrogate us for a good deed done to benefit a disabled man as to how this man has been restored to health, let it be known 
and clearly understood by all of you, by all the people of Israel, that in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you demanded be crucified by the Romans and whom God raised from the dead in, in, in this name, that is by the authority and power of Jesus, this man stands here before you in good health. I'm here to encourage you that Peter had the boldness, he had the faith, he didn't allow the yeah. people who had authority who would begin to intimidate him and to begin to make him fearful because of the threats and because of the things that they could have done to him because they were out of order in their mind, out of order according to their laws, out of order according to their plans and procedures, but here it is, Peter had the confidence, he had the faith and the boldness to yet still declare and defend the name of Jesus and this is the hour we got to defend the name of Jesus like never before. I don't care what they're coming at you with. I don't care how many religions they're trying to tell you that this don't work and that doesn't work. How can you believe a Bible that was written about this and all these other various things? You got to find yourself defending Jesus Christ's name because it is a, his name that is above every name. It's his name that's kept me thus far. I've been serving him for over 20 years and so because I've seen him work in my life, this is now the opportunity for me to put everything that I've been worshiping, everything that I've been believing over 20 years into operation into action don't you know people are watching you when I go to my job I know people looking at me because they know who I am and who I walk by faith if I'm walking in there fearful and afraid if I'm walking with my head down no you still have to come in with confidence you still have to come in and say good morning God bless you how is everything going it is well it is good it's all right today you gotta speak that out of your mouth so here it is Peter had the boldness to stand in faith and to begin to decree that it was by the name of Jesus that God has blessed him and blessed this man that he is in good health. Verse 11. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you. The builders but which became the chief cornerstone. Listen to verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. I need you to hear that because I told you they're going to come and try to tell you that there are other ways that you can receive salvation. And there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved for God has provided the world listen to this, no alternative to salvation. Oh my God. He said there is no alternative to salvation. We have to come through the name of Jesus Christ. Baby, you got to come through the blood. You got to come through the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was pierced in his side. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of a peace was upon him. And so now by his stripes, we are healed. This is the area. This is the season. This is the time. They put a crown of thorns upon his head and they beat him all night long. And now he's at the resurrected place. And he said, I, you can't take my life. I lay it down and give it up of my own self. And because of that, we have now been redeemed from sin. We have now been brought back into right assigned, right alignment with God so that we can receive salvation. Come on. He said there is no one else. <laughs> there is no alternative. Look at verse 13. Notice how this, this, is, this is what the enemy tries to do. When you're in a position of faith, he's not, listen, he's coming after your faith. He ain't looking at your bank account. He ain't looking at your job status. He looking at what you believe. He said, because you've been walking around declaring Jesus and you've been dancing and shouting in church, but now you can't get to the building. Where's your dance and shout now? 
Because you can't get to the building, have you stopped dancing? Because you can't hear the praise and worship like you would normally hear it in a live setting when you're sitting in the midst of it. Is this now an opportunity that you stop praising? That you stop worshiping? No. This is an opportunity for you to give God even the more praise. This is an opportunity to give God even the more glory. Why? Because there are no restrictions in your home. You should be free to worship there. Some of you worshiping in your body right now. You're worshiping in your household right now. You're worshiping in your house. You're real comfortable. So you don't have to worry about your high heels that you have on Sunday morning when you come into the building. You you don't have to worry about your particular hair being done. You can yet praise God in the midst of how you are, and He's going to receive you just as you are. Yes. Verse 13. Now, when the men of the Sanhedrin Jewish High Court saw the confidence, I told you, you need to show the enemy that you have confidence and boldness of Peter and John. You got to stand with confidence and boldness. That's what faith is. Faith is that confidence, that boldness, that reassurance of who he is. So they didn't allow the threats of them and them bringing forth to a place of fear, but they allowed faith to overcome their fear. So the people noticed it. He said, now when the men of the Sanhedrin Jewish high court saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were, listen to this, uneducated and untrained ordinary men, they were astounded. And begin to recognize that what they had been with Jesus. Oh my God. Listen to this. Can people still tell that you've been with Jesus just because you can't get to the building? Can people still tell that you have been with Jesus after you just got out of jail? After you just got out of being persecuted? After you just got out of the place where you were doing things and you didn't know what to do and you were in a particular situation? Can they still see God in your life? Can they still see the glory of God upon you just because you haven't been in fellowship with your brothers and sisters in the natural? Is there still the anointing of God on your life? Are you still a prophet? Are you still an evangelist? Are you still an usher? Are you you still a deacon? Are you still a person that has faith and that will live for God? Are you still a psalmist? Are you still a musician? Are you still a person that believes God in spite yeah. of the circumstance? Come this on. is where we are. This is the hour that we're in. And notice this. They said these were uneducated, untrained men. I'm here to let you know. God looking for some people that will not get caught up in who they are. They won't get caught up in their degrees. They won't get caught up in their titles. He's looking for ordinary men that will be willing to lift up his name. That will be willing to preach Jesus Christ. So I'm here to let you know, you can be the apostle just because your name is Sally. You can be the bishop if your name is Bruce. You can be the evangelist if your name is Mary. You don't need a title because wherever you are, you can begin to lift up the name of Jesus. In your home, I decree and declare salvation is coming to your children. Salvation is coming to your home. Deliverance is coming to your house. The blood of Jesus is coming to your house. Right now in the name of Jesus, I release it. Why? Because God has given me an anointing. God has given me an assignment and I'm going to produce it. Why? Because faith overcomes fear and I have the boldness yes. that somebody's going to recognize that we have been with Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I need you to tell somebody I've been with Jesus. Yes. I need you to let the enemy know I've been with Jesus. I need you to let the enemy know I've been with Jesus. Verse 14. And seeing the men who had been healed standing there with them, they had nothing to say in reply. Look at this. Look at this. The evidence of Jesus was right there. So they could not deny that they had been with Jesus. Because nobody could heal this man who had been lame for years, who had been begging for years. But God brought forth Peter and John to come into the presence. The right ones that came into the temple that said, I'm not just going to keep allowing you to be satisfied with the getting, getting forth on your daily needs. See, some people are considered to be satisfied.
satisfied with just being pacified with just enough to get by. And so he was just looking for another meal on that day. But God said, I'm going to give you wholeness. I'm going to give you everything you need today. I'm going to give you the ability to get up and go get your own job. I'm going to give you the ability to get up and go get your own resources. That's what God is concerned about. He's going to bring you out of this hole, out of this situation. Even those who've been affected with the virus, you're going to come out greater. You're going to come out stronger. Your body is going to begin to bounce back like never before. My God, we got a few more verses. We're going to close it out. Verse 15. But after ordering them to step out the council chamber, they began to confer among themselves. So now they're going to have a private meeting. They sent Peter and John out saying, what are we to do with these men? For the fact that an extraordinary miracle has taken place through them is public knowledge <laughs> and clearly evident to all the residents of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Listen, they have a meeting. They said, listen, we can't deny the power. This man had been lame because they had been walked by. They walked by him a couple of times too, going to service. <laughs> they gave him a couple of dollars on the way to the church also, and they knew he was lame. They knew he had issues. They knew he had he had been an invalid. He couldn't walk. But here they said we can't deny this because the, it's public knowledge. The people saw it, and five thousand more people have come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So now they're in a position where they're fearful of what the people are going to do because it's greater of them than it is of them. <laughs> It's greater people that believe than ones who don't believe these Sadducees, these re religious people. Verse 17. But to keep it from spreading further among the people and the nation, let us sternly warn them not to speak again to anyone in this name. Now, this is where the threat come. This is where they try to intimidate Peter and John with fear. They said, we're going to now put a decree in and, and sternly warn them. Don't speak to anyone in this name again. See, the enemy wants you to shut down saying the name of Jesus. Come on. I want you to type in your comments now that Jesus is Lord. And I want you to decree Jesus is Lord. So what does that do? Even when you share this, put Jesus is Lord. Because when they read the caption, they're speaking it out their mouth. And so now that thing is going to start to manifest in them. If they're not a believer, I believe it will begin to happen in their life. Jesus is Lord. So here in verse 18, so they sent for them. And commanded them not to speak as his representatives or teach at all in the name of Jesus, using him as their authority. Verse 19. But <laughs> Peter and John replied to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you and obey you rather than God, you must judge for yourself. Verse 20. For we on our own, on our part, listen to this, cannot stop telling people about what we have seen and heard. I need you to see and I need you to believe and have the faith that Peter and John had. When the midst of them, they came to try to bring forth fear, to try to intimidate them. They said, we must obey God rather than man. We got to be in a position that we're going to do what God has called us to do. He said, we can't stop telling people Come about on. what we have seen and heard. Yes. You need to keep telling God about what you've seen. Keep telling God about what you've heard. Keep telling the people about yes. how God has blessed you. Keep telling the people how God brought unexpected income into your house. How somebody Come came on. and brought you some groceries. How somebody came and blessed you with a, a gas car. How somebody came and bought you lunch this week. You better give God thanks for those things and how God will make a way for you. He said in verse 21, when the rulers and the council members had threatened them further, listen at that. They kept trying to get them in fear, but they overcame by their faith. They did not allow fear of what the people said to stop them from doing what God had assigned them to do. In this hour, don't let the enemy take your voice. Don't let the enemy take your gift. You said, you know what? The whole praise team can't be here. 
That don't mean you stop singing because you ain't here. Come on. You should be singing in your home. You should be lifting up the name of Jesus right in your home, right while you're driving to work, right while you're in your car, while you're washing dishes, praising him, lifting him up, magnifying him, glorifying him, blessing the name of Jesus. Just because you can't come in and fellowship, now this is your time that you gather your family around the television, around your phones, around your devices. Say, you know what? We're going to church. We get ready to bless God. We get ready to lift him up today. And so here, we get ready to close it out. Oh, my God. He said, when the rulers of the council of members had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of their fear of the people. Listen, they had fear of the people because I told you now the people outnumbered them. They were in a position where the people who were believing outnumbered them. And he said, for they were all praising and glorifying and honoring God for what had happened. I need you to start glorifying God for the midst of the things that are even going on right now. Start blessing God and thanking God. I'm coming out of this. Just as we shared last week, I am coming out of this. You are going to come out. You're going to come out stronger, more victorious. You're going to come out with more wisdom. You're going to come out with more knowledge. There's some things that we're learning about one another that we didn't know about each other. There's some things that we're able to communicate and talk about and have some conversations about that you should be able to grow and learn together. He said in verse 22, and we close it out. For the man to whom this sign, attesting miracle of healing, had happened was more than 40 years old. Close the book. Listen. God had blessed this man to be healed, to be restored. He blessed this man that he was able to be healed in his body. And that God allowed him to be a testimony that others would come to Jesus. Imagine if you opened your mouth about your testimony in this hour. Imagine if you would begin to share of the goodness of Jesus in this hour. Imagine if you start talking about how God is blessing your children, how God is blessing your marriage, how God is keeping you and being able to be faithful, how you've been getting revelation knowledge from God, how the word of God has been coming to life to you. Imagine you start sharing that and how that will begin to ignite people who are connected to you. Start lifting up good things, positive things. I don't come in here weekly on a weekly basis to glorify the number of people who've been infected and the number of people who have died, we're coming to lift up those who have recovered. We're coming to give thanks for those that have recovered, that there are more that are going to recover than are going to die. Notice, they said, by, I think by this week or next week, they said we could probably be in millions of people that could have died. That's what they were declaring. But the body of Christ got in and they began to interrupt the plan of the enemy. And when they put that out, the body of Christ began to pray, began to intercede. And we begin to disrupt and dismantle the plan of the enemy. So I'm calling on the intercessors, the prayer warriors, continue to stay on your post, continue to stay on your guard. You said, wait a minute, I haven't been named an intercessor. I ain't been named on no prayer team. Listen, you ain't got to be on a prayer team. You ain't got to be on an intercessory team. All you need to know is the name of Jesus Christ and be a born again, baptized believer in his name. And you can lift him up and you can pray for those who have been infected. You can pray for healing. You can pray for deliverance in your home. You can pray for financial miracles. You can pray for peace on the earth. You can pray for whatever the Lord and Holy Spirit lead you to pray in. But you got to be in a position to open your mouth. <laughs> Don't let the enemy snatch your voice. Don't let the enemy stop what he's, he, he's, let him stop the plan he has for your life. This last verse I want to mention, we got to go back to it in John chapter 14. 
Because we're going to invite some people to come to Christ. John 14, verse 6. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God. And the real truth. And the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If there is anybody that is watching me today. And you've heard praise and worship. You've heard the word. And you may have just scrolled across this particular live. And you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need to make a decision today because tomorrow's not promised. You don't have to be in the church. You don't have to have someone come lay hands on you. You don't have to have someone come to personally pray over you. But you can be right there sitting in your living room, sitting on your phone. And you can receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Don't be ashamed to say, I need him. And if you're that person that needs salvation, just type in the comments, I need him. So we can know that we can touch and agree. We're going to release the prayers of salvation. I need him. I need him right now. I need him today. I need to build a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because I've tried everything else. I don't know what else to do. I've gone to the liquor store and bought my six pack, my 12 pack. I bought my fifth. I bought my pint. I've been drinking. That's not helping. I've been popping prescription drugs and I've been doing all these things to ease the pain and, and try to soothe those things. I've been smoking weed ever since we've been locked in. And the enemy has placed you in a position where you think that you're okay because you're using numbing effects to be in a position to now take your mind off of the issue. But there is somebody that can give you complete freedom and liberty without you having to go to a drugstore, without having you have to go purchase any alcohol. You don't have to go anything. You don't have to go anywhere. All you have to do is open your mouth and believe in your heart and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is your day. This is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we're glad in it. So if that's you and you said I need him, I want you to just repeat after me right where you're at. Heavenly Father, come into my heart. I come to you today, a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to wash me, to cleanse me, to purge me of all unrighteousness. And God, I ask that you will come into my heart and fill my spirit, fill my mind with your love, with your kindness. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died and he rose from my sins. And today, I receive salvation. I receive him as my personal Lord and Savior. And because I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, I make the declaration, I am saved. You have just received salvation. You have just entered the kingdom of God. And now you, all you have to do is welcome God into your life. Welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. He'll be your comforter. He'll be your person that will bring you truth. Acknowledge him. Ask him for guidance. And he will help you, encourage you, and build you up. Amen. At this time, come on, Pastor Lee, you can start singing because we're ready to take communion. Those of you in your home, 
Get your communion prepared. Come on, Minister Tony, just grab this top tray. I ask for those who could get you some juice, some crackers, or bread, and have your communion in your home. Listen, we're breaking all the traditions of religion where people have said that, or oh, you gotta have a, a leader, a pastor, or a bishop, or a deacon, or someone serve you communion. But the Bible says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death until He come. This is the opportunity that we believe in God. That in their homes they grow bread together. You didn't have to wait on a leader. You didn't have to wait on a particular person. You don't have to have a white tablecloth and white gloves to, to offer communion. You're right at your kitchen table. You're right at your dining table. You're right in your bedroom. And you have your communion. You have your juice. You have your bread. You have your crackers. And God is going to honor you because why? You're acknowledging him for him being crucified. For him giving his life that we can be saved. As you get your communion, let me read these scriptures because I want you to understand the fullness of communion. Glory to God. Glory to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 24, it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is, this is, represents my body, which is offered as a sacrifice for you. Do this in affectionate remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in affectionate remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are symbolically proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a, in a way that is unworthy of him will be guilty of profaning and sinning against the, blood, the body and blood of the Lord. But a person must prayerfully examine himself and his relationship to Christ. And only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without solemn reverence and heartfelt gratitude for the sacrifice of Christ eats and drinks a judgment on himself if he does not recognize the body of Christ. That careless and unworthy participation is the reason why many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep in death. But if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, recognizing our shortcomings and correcting our behavior, we would not be judged. But when we fall short and are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined by the undergoing by undergoing his correction so that we will not be condemned to eternal punishment along with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat the Lord's Supper, wait for one another and see to it that no one is left out. If anyone is too hungry to wait, let him eat at home so that you will not come together for judgment on yourselves. About the remaining matters of which I was informed, I will take care of them when I come. Amen. That is Apostle Paul giving instruction on wisdom body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the offering of communion. That's love Jesus is. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's 
ask God. Those of you all who are in your home, if you have your bread or your crackers, this represents the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May we all eat together. Those that are in their home and they have their juice, this is symbolic of the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for the remission of sins. And we thank God that he has blessed us, that we can partake of this and remember the work that was done on Calvary. If you have your juice, may we all drink together. And we give God glory. Listen, those of you all in our Facebook Live family, I need you guys to post your pictures today and let people know you are in church. And also tag it, Jesus is Lord. I'm in church, Jesus is Lord. Tag your communion setup if you want to. Begin to take that photo, take that selfie. And let the enemy know you came to church today on Resurrection Sunday. Just because I couldn't get to the building, just because you couldn't get your nails done, your feet done, your hair done, just because you didn't have the opportunity to dress up like you normally would, you made it to church today. And I need you to post that picture because we want the world to know that we came to glorify and magnify Jesus Christ's name in the midst of this transition. Take your family selfies, your family photos, and then begin to share them. Tag them. I'm in church and Jesus is Lord. Because I want people to begin to speak that out of their mouth. Because his name is greatly to be praised. And so we are grateful and honored today that you have tuned in to New Covenant Worship Centers Live. We welcome you back here on Thursday night. God willing, we'll be in prayer and in Bible study, believing God, trusting God, that we're going to see a decline, a decrease in the numbers of cases in the United States of America and across this world. So we encourage you this week with blessings of hope, blessings of peace, blessings of prosperity. Stand strong in God's presence and his word. And God bless you. Come on, Pastor Denise. Give us some worship as we leave out. Oh, yes. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me.
No greater love, no greater love than the love that Jesus gives.